When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? I would say that I am uh, pretty much a bougwa today. Oh my God. For a second, I thought you were saying like a space bougwa. And then a bougwa. No, it's a goobwa. Fuck. Can we restart? <laughs> no, I'm leaving that as it is because it makes it even better. A googwa. A googwa. A googwa. Yeah, bois. You know, there's no real pronunciation or um or writing. Like I wrote like, it. No yeah, I wrote it out as a g o o b w a. A googwa. A googwa. That's how I, I heard mean. It. it works. I wonder I if mean, I watched it with closed captioning, what that would say. <laughs> The first time I watched it, I did watch it with closed captioning, and I still messed it up. Hmm. It's because it's not a real word, Corey. No, it's, it's not. not a real Spoiler word. alert, not a real word. Not a real word. Yeah, that's okay. Sorry, Budsy. Um, that's what I call Oliver all the time. Budsy? Budsy. <laughs> yeah. 
Oliver's my dog, if you don't know. No. For everybody out there who has a pet, I'd be interested to know what you call your dog that isn't your dog's name. Because everybody has oh. a full list. Like, it turns, one oh, thing yeah. turns into another, and it turns into another, and then you're calling your dog, like, Mr. Sprinklestein. And, it, mm-hmm. like, that's not even close. And there's no even reason why. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know. Well, it's because he's Bud, and then Bud Bud, and then Budsy. So there's always, like, a chain reaction yeah i totally get that winston was winky turned into dinky turned into stinky bear turned into winky bear mm-hmm. he has a million names yeah bell what is bell and then it turned to um like meow and then it was like meepers <laughs> And then, yeah, we just call her Meepers, Meepers all the time. that's a great one. Meepers. Yeah, yeah. Winston, like, Winston is like, has a million names. And then we're dog yeah. sitting Lincoln this week. And my favorite is, because we'll call him like Stinkin' Lincoln, or we'll call mm. him like Abraham Stinkin', which is a fun <laughs> one. Um, but otherwise, he's just Lincoln. Little, yeah. little Linky. How was your day? Was it a boobwa? Oh, my God. It was, like, the biggest agoobwa you've ever fucking met in your life. It was just, like, awful from start to finish. But now we're here, which is a great time to be here because, yeah, so for those who don't know, we're going through a kitchen renovation right now. And my dad is doing it, which also means that, like, we're involved. We didn't just hire a contractor and don't have to do anything. You know, we're helping with a demo and all that. And part of the demo is removing tile. And I mean, it's like not not fun, but it also is more painful than one would imagine because little physically painful. Yes, because what happens is little emotionally (laughs) both physically more painful. But like what happens is you generally take a (laughs) you take a chisel and you take a hammer and you try to get behind the tile and then it basically gets the tile off the wall. Right. Problem being that when you take a chisel and you take a hammer and you go out of tile, sometimes pieces of the tile chip off. Well, when pieces of the tile chip off, usually they either hit you in your body or in my case, hit me in the face and chip my new glasses, which is what happened. (laughs) went just, just now? today earlier today so i'm wearing my old glasses because jessica not my fault the fucking things and i have scratches up and down my arms you'd That's think i got into a fight with the glasses cat. well the i didn't know i mean i didn't know i just i thought they'd come off in whole pieces wow Listen, i've never been through a home renovation so of, what now you have to go back to the pearl vision and like yeah i have to go back to lenses? vision works and and this is like a, a whole other gripe of like how customer service works with any fucking company where i'm on the phone for like 20 minutes and i just get a robot who like doesn't understand that i don't need an eye exam and then i go online and i go to the same thing so i have an appointment for an eye exam that i don't need i simply just need to bring mm-hmm. my glasses in to get a lens replaced which is yeah. going to be expensive, which is a whole other thing. It's been a day. Oh, I'm on my I'm second sorry. drink as a result because I just can't. Luckily for me, I have backup glasses. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. It is just a frustration that mm-hmm. I am dealing with today. So I'm today I am definitely indulging in a 90s nightcap because of the day it has been. And I'm drinking a standard Captain and Diet because that is my drink of choice. I would have Coke yes, Zero in a, an ideal world. I would have Coke, Coke Zero, but it is a diet. So that's fine. Oh, a Diet Coke? Well, it's like this. It's like, you know what it is. It's like the Soda Stream Diet. Oh, right, Cola. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I gotcha. I gotcha. Still good. Oh, wow. Well, Gets yeah, the job done. Um, I have a uh, uncharacteristic for me, but I have a Bluefin 
Riesling. So we're going with a Ooh, white wine today. I love a Who Riesling. Is she? I don't know. Is Bluefin good? I don't think I've ever had that brand. It's sweet. I mean, it's like it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's not like a nice wine. It's like cheap, but yeah. yeah what we're gonna What we're gonna do? I mean, cheap wine gets the job done. Like, who needs the bougie yeah. shit? You know. Yeah, I mean that's very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, I mean, we could get into a whole sponsored post about Warby Parker because I have my glasses right here and it doesn't read well on an audio medium, but I really do want you to like finalize my final selection for Warby Parker. Yeah, a lot of glasses talk here today. I hope we get some spawns for some glass com- glasses companies. Gotta tell you, not sponsored by War- Warby Parker quite yet, but so far the experience is quite enjoyable. I've considered, last time I needed glasses, I considered it just with COVID going on and everything like that, um, yeah. but I also needed an eye exam, so it was kind of like, well, I might as well just go to the place to two birds, one stone it. Um, which is what I ended up doing. But it does, I like the idea of like getting sent a bunch of pairs to try at home because you you love I like getting a second opinion. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so like everybody and their mother has looked at my glasses options by now and I've <laughs> narrowed it down. I'm pretty positive I know which one I'm going to go in. Jessica's making me be responsible enough spending money on two pairs. <laughs> well which no. Is like a what I did price. was I asked if you had an HSA. I asked what your vision insurance was like. For all you non Americans, we have to have vision insurance here in the States. Um, because it's not your eyes you're not your eyes and your teeth are not covered under general no because why would they they're not normally a part of anybody's body right they're like extra (laughs) yeah extra accessories (laughs) yeah um i do know that i think for dental that is quite common to not be included Mm -hmm. in general health insurance but um but eyes i don't understand why eyes are. i don't understand why any of it is all on its own to me on it's all stupid mm-hmm. in my opinion but luckily I have yeah. decent vision insurance so I'm, I can get new pairs every year but like yeah the reason yeah. I was asking you is because it can get quite expensive depending on how poor your eyesight is to get multiple pairs of glasses but it really just depends on how poor your vision is mine are free, pretty expensive um, I don't really think so I think it's just generally expensive I mean maybe you and I have different views of what expensive well it's generally is, expensive but. anyway but like because I have astigmatisms in both of my eyes it just adds mm. on to the cost and if you like need bifocals right that like adds on to the cost it's like any little thing that is wrong with your eyes it's like oh let me bump that up by 50 bucks because your body sucks mm. <laughs> sucks for you yeah it's been a day I apologize I'm not gonna be cranky for the podcast but it has been a day and this is like what I rant and rave about I guess vision yeah no I like it I like a vision mm-hmm. um everybody great. can relate everybody can relate yeah I have a vision it's me and you going to the future starting our own band and <laughs> <laughs> A, a band. It would be called the Schmegzits. The Schmegzits. And, <laughs> and um, coincidentally, that's what Corey and Sean do on our first episode of Boy Meets World. That was week. a wonderful segue. Congratulations on that segue. It would be even better if you didn't like be meta and, uh, oh, and sorry. congratulate me on my <laughs> transition. It's like it's like guys like just to remind well, we you don't we're use not your... professional podcasters. <laughs> just just to remind call you. It out. Listen, we're growing, we're learning. The segue was wonderful. 
It was great. I felt the need to compliment you on it. Next time, I'll just DM you after and be like, by the way, Sarah, that was a great segue. I mean, I think that's probably what the professionals do. Do you think they do that? Do you think they DM each other and they're like, by the way, that segue was like fantastic. I think that in their first year, they probably do. But I don't think that the big wigs, I don't think like Adam Carolla is like texting his... uh, his like podcaster made and being like good job like good ep today yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> we just like not. to pat ourselves on the back most of the time so typically um, typically yes so now, now how am i supposed to i'm sorry i'll do transition? it i'll do it um we like to amp ourselves up and you use amps when you're in a band band on the run season one episode eight boy meets world it wasn't as good as yours, but it's 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 doable. Anyway, we're talking season two, episode eight and nine. But the first one is Band on the Run. Um, I, I'm sorry for anybody. If there's going to be some background noise probably today in this podcast because we're dog sitting. So I not one, but two dogs to try to wrangle here. And it's already a mess because they both want to be in here with me. <laughs> like the amount of physical body movements. <laughs> Jessica is doing right now. She's all over the map. She's like in the northwest angle of the screen, the southeast angle. She's doing like a challenge. She's moving her chair. Because I'm trying to both maintain the composure of a professional podcaster. This podcast has ads now. Like we're legit. And yet (sighs) here I am trying to use my feet to knock a toy out of a dog's mouth. And that's where I am today, people. People will enjoy the mess, I think. Um, anyway, back to the mess that is this episode. <laughs> what? This, okay. I mean, it wasn't a big mess. But I think, like, it, we, we don't have to say it now. But, like, if we're talking which episode, I mean, should we say which episode we prefer? Oh, no. You know what? Um, I was thinking that maybe that we can um, kind of brainstorm, like, a segment if we are doing two episodes a week then maybe we can make it like a thing like an all-out battle like which episode is the best okay i like that idea um like head-to-head competition so i don't know if we want to make it like a thing like do you say at the end do you like do in the beginning i'm not quite Mm. sure i think that's going to become pretty obvious when like while we're discussing it while we're discussing it, but yeah. maybe that's something that we could workshop. I think, yeah. I think, like, we might as well say it at the top because I agree with you. Like, when we get into talking about them, I think it's going to come out anyway. For me personally, I think that Fear Strikes Out, episode nine, is more iconic. It's more memorable. I remembered both of these episodes, but I think that season two, episode nine, is one that I was like, oh, I definitely remembered the seven minutes in heaven situation. Yeah, um, I'm going to, you know, take the opposing. Like, okay. I kind of feel like I enjoyed Band on the Run better. Like, I thought that it was funny. Like, it made me laugh. I think that there was, like, some still some pretty good uh, Corey Topanga moments yeah. in it. Um, I think that we already had our time with the makeout party. And, um, like, I mean, what am I supposed to be like? I We already talked about, like, hey, Jess, did you ever go to a makeout party? Yeah. Like, we know we're both losers and didn't go to any makeout parties. <laughs> well, I think so, the thing is, is, like, I agree. Like, here's the thing. This week, it's not like we have 
like that like teen wolf awful episode of the week right like mm-hmm. i think both yeah. of these episodes are pretty good they're yeah. they're not like the most iconic episodes ever but they both for me i thought were both pretty good and so it's not it, for me it's like a matter of inches between the two uh, and like which mm-hmm. one i would prefer to watch again i guess yeah um but no, i agree i, I like think i I think I would do stay with Anne on the run. I mean, like, the biggest thing with Fear Strikes Out is that Corey's making a big fucking deal about kissing Topanga, but he's already kissed her, like, four times. Yeah. So I'm trying to, like, be like, why is this such a big deal to you now, especially when it's Topanga? Like, if he got, like, matched up with, like, Wendy or Melissa or any of the other girls mm-hmm. then I would understand why he would be nervous but he's already kissed Topanga so I just I don't get it so let's let's go into Ban on the Run yeah. um this was aired on November 11th 1994 because I still like to try to make air dates a thing but it never sticks <laughs> well, it's like every few episodes we talk about the air I'm date. like I try I get it I get I get it in um <laughs> as one has to do sometimes yes and we're back at Chubby's um yeah Chubby's is Chubby's. like are definitely our our safe place now mm-hmm. like instead of like us chilling out in Corey's backyard or you know at you know whatever we're now we're now living at the chubby's. yeah we definitely have more um you could tell the budget is higher because we're in more locations mm-hmm. than we used to be mm-hmm. um which is nice and and basically we have here Corey asking girls to dances but like they keep using grandmothers as like excuses why they don't want to go with him yeah which is kind of sad yeah. to watch um and adam scott makes a cameo in this episode, which you mentioned that, like, he does which come back wild. as, like, a bully later. As, like, somebody totally different, not yeah. not even meant to be the same person. Yeah, like, he's, this is, he's very briefly in this yeah. scene where he just drops off, yeah. like, the, the guitar cases. Or uh, maybe they have guitars yeah. in them, I guess. Yeah, no, like, this is, like, in the credits, he's credited as, like, guitar carrier and later on in this season, he comes back as a alternate bully from um, Harley named Griff, who is actually on pretty good terms with Corey. Like, he doesn't get on Corey's case like Harley does. But at, I did not recognize Adam Scott initially in this episode because he has, like, the long hair. It's like, like long, I, straight hair, like, kind of like Sean's, yeah. but, like, even longer longer much longer i didn't recognize him you pointed it out and i had to go back and i was like oh mm-hmm. i i mean like yeah that's him and he's in the credits so um very interesting adam scott a young adam scott yeah and they he basically like drops off these instruments to Corey and sean to like look at look after while they go to the bathroom and mm-hmm. Instantly, the like these instruments caused the girls to be like they're they're girl magnets. Instantly, those two mm-hmm. girls who rejected Corey are like, oh my gosh, you guys have a band? It's like so yeah. cool. Yeah, my my favorite line from this scene was Corey saying that he doesn't want to ask Topanga to the dance because it shows no personal growth. And I was like, good for you, Corey. Okay, like, but how? No, go ahead. How? 
I just think it's like, you know, like he realizes he can't put all of his eggs in the Topanga basket and it's okay to look around a little bit. But the only question I had was he says the line of like, oh, I've asked Topanga to every dance since I was five. And I'm just like, um, since when? Like, this is revisionist so, history. This yeah, is where no, it begins. Very revisionist history. Like, this is the thing, like, there's a scene in the future mm-hmm. where they're on the playground and they're like on top of the jungle gym thing and they're like we've been in love each- with each other since like three years old and it's like no you haven't okay but this is where this is where they rewrite history a little bit yes. and they're like you know but whatever it's fine like, we can get over it it's just like worth pointing out that that is untrue even though Corey really wants it to be true yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so the girls see like, they're all over them. They, you know, they think that they, they're, the girls are, like, whatever, dummies. But they think that, like, they, Adam Scott is their groupie. Yes. Oh, no, is their roadie. <laughs> they want to be the groupies. Yes. I don't know. Like, groupies, roadies, like. Yeah, roadies are the ones who, like, pack up the band instruments. And groupies yes. are, like, the ones that follow the band from, like, town to town or whatever. Right, right. So they, they're, so the girls are, like, you know, all over this shit. Um, cut to Corey playing around with Alan's old guitar, mm-hmm. and Alan comes, it's like, hey, look, you're playing with my old guitar, I used to be in a band. Yeah, I loved how into this Alan was, and he's like, oh, we did things about protests in Vietnam, and then Amy comes in, and like a fucking boss, she's just like, cuts him down, like, bitch, no, you did this for the chicks, like, we mm-hmm. all know you did it so that you could get girls, and yeah, like you yeah. said, his band was called The Tongues, the Tongues. which is... Like, a bad name, but also, like, not an awful name. Like, I feel like it's at least memorable. I guess so. I prefer, honestly, I prefer the exits. I don't mind the exits. I think they're both decent. I thought that was a good a good yeah. one. Um, But, yeah, so Amy basically contradicts Alan. It's like, 100% you did this to get girls. Like, you better stop. And he, like, Alan is, like, too excited about this guitar. Like, all he wants oh, is to, yeah. like, relive his glory days in a band. Oh, yeah. He he wants to get back with his buddies Hang out in the garage, wear his fringe jacket, and, like, <laughs> reminisce about the past. Yes. Um, he's ready. He's ready to go down memory lane and just, like, jam with his buddies. Yeah, with the tongues. Um, with the tongues. And now Corey and Sean are, like, in a real big pickle because they all these girls want to hear the band play but obviously yeah. Corey and John don't know how to play any instruments no um so they keep making, relatable yes yeah. and they keep making up these lies like oh their drummer died <laughs> their drummer died yeah um he there's so yeah and then there's like other band members mm-hmm. and like you know the his there's a a guitarist that plays with his teeth but he's busy at the dentist yeah this is all sean's fault because sean just like basically makes it 10 times worse in like the span of like a 30 second conversation that Corey has with Topanga. sean has made up like an extra five lies and oh yeah i thought this was so cute the conversation between Corey and Topanga here where Topanga's like Oh, listen, like, Jeremy asked me to the dance, but I wanted to see, like, what you were doing first, like, what your plans were. And I was like, good. I mean, not that she needs, like, she's not asking for permission, but she's just like, oh, just like, it's a courtesy. Like, what are you you up to? Like, am am I cool? Like, I don't want to, like, if you want to go together, we can go. But Jeremy asked me. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I felt like the acting and the writing and just everybody's portrayals in this episode felt a smidge more grown up mm-hmm. than they have been. It felt like 
the Boy Meets World that I love and remember. Just like, you know, Corey, how Corey portrayed some of the lines and like mm-hmm. Topanga. Like, I, I felt like this was very, um, it felt like a proper episode of Boy Meets World. I agree. I think we've definitely sensed a shift in tone in season two. Like, we're getting yes. more into like the teen drama versus the more kid based show that we had in Mm -hmm. season one right we're getting into relationship stuff and what happens when you have your first kiss and go to a makeout party and all of those things and I do think like I'm really appreciating and but the humor is still there we still get so funny yeah we still get the funny moments like I love Corey like being like oh I just have like an egg salad sandwich in my guitar case (laughs) which by the way when he shook his guitar case a literal piece a food came out disgusting. of it. <laughs> like, first of all, a big hot mess. egg salad sandwich sounds fucking oh. disgusting. Ew. Put that shit in a refrigerator. Um, Ew. Right? So, that's so gross. So, Corey and Sean need guys. Yeah, they hold, hold auditions. Yeah, they hold auditions at their house. Please wipe your feet. Um, So, a bunch of people come. Who was your favorite of the group that we saw? My favorite out of the group. Probably, I mean, like, that drummer, I don't know why Corey didn't like the drummer. He Just was drums pretty everywhere. and was really into his work. I liked him, too. I really loved the accordion guy. I thought he was funny. Ah, uh, um, yes. And I loved the monks. Like, where did they find out about this, about this band where, audition? Like, where did they Where post- would you possibly advertise? I guess they went to, like, the penny saver and were, like, putting their uh, I guess, Yeah, because I guess you can't, uh, you can't. There's no Craigslist. Well, that, and you can't really advertise at the school because then the girls will find out that you don't already have a band. Or I guess maybe you could say you're replacing a member. That's where you'd think that they would, you know, have a Come clean. flyer or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that they, like, took out an ad in, like, the local paper. But yeah. then they, I mean, it came out in, like, a day. Like, they were, you know. Yeah, they were. A band on the run. Yes. So, Alan ends up buying a whole bunch of crap at a yard sale. Like, an amp and, mm-hmm. like, all these, like, a uh, uh, microphone and all these other supplies. Yeah. And Amy seems, like, less than pleased. But also, she's just like, listen, oh, whatever I makes mean- you happy, I guess. Dude, absolutely. As soon as Drew brings home anything large into our home, I get automatically peeved. One day, Drew brought home a four-foot-tall pickle Rick. Stuffed animal, and I got I'm really sorry, upset. I'm sorry, a four foot tall? Four foot tall. Who the tall fuck needs a Rick? four foot tall pickle Rick? He said it was on sale, and I was irate. I don't like it. It's a stuffed animal? Yeah, but it's like a, you know, it's like one of those carnival stuffed animals, so it's like filled with like beans and bullshit. What did you do with it? Um, I mean, I tried to throw it out in our move, but it moved with us. So I just don't know what you would do with a four foot you do stuffed animal. With it. You do nothing with it. The only thing that good, the, the only good that came from Pickle Rick in our home is that once Drew fell down the stairs and he hurt his foot, like he didn't break it or yeah, fracture like, it, but it. he like sprained it. So we used it as a foot prop. Oh that's my the God. only thing. That's the only good that's come. I feel from like this I would use that as like an opportunity. Rick. Like, oh, you bought this completely unnecessary, however expensive item. Now I get to buy something that is also unnecessary that you hate that I like because now we're mm. equal. <laughs> yes. 
Well, now it lives in the man cave, Mm -hmm. and I only have to see it when I do laundry. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad, I guess. But yeah, like, I would feel the same way as Amy. Like, um, since when are you buying, I guess, like, whatever makes you happy, but also, like, um, is this going in the garage or something? Because, like, like, that was a huge amp he bought. That was a big amp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just don't think, I also like how the fringe jacket oh. had like names of like yes. past girls in it. And Eric is reading all of them. He's like, oh, those are cities that we, that we <laughs> like, okay, Alan, Eric's not buying mm, that, please. Yeah, sure, Jan. Yeah. Um, so the girls come across Corey who's sitting there, um, and he says that he's listening to the music within his head. That was and, like, so funny. The, the line of um, Mr. Turner saying, like, oh, I'm sorry, is the music too loud in your head or something like mm-hmm. that? You might want to turn the music mm-hmm. down. I'm sorry, but Mr. Turner is quickly becoming, like, one of my favorite characters. Oh, absolutely. What's not to love about him? Like, I, I just think, I mean, we kind of mentioned this in the past. Like, I think it's great to have someone other than, you know, Amy Allen as the parents other than Eric as an older brother, other than Feeney as like a senior advisor, mentor, principal, teacher, whatever. Someone who is like younger, but not not their age that can like mentor mm-hmm. them in other ways. And I think Mr. Turner mm-hmm. is a fun foil to Feeney and we'll get into it in the next yeah. episode. Um, yeah. I'm, I just love his presence on the show. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. I think that he's a great character. He was a great addition. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like him a lot. I especially, I, I think his name, is it Eli? The, the teacher that comes next season that's like a buddy to Turner? Oh, I, it might be Eli. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his name. He's phenomenal too. Yeah. So I'm excited um, for that too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to both of them together. Yeah. And so now Um, they like they. Right. So then we Corey and Sean did end up getting two guys for the band, but they also don't know how to play their instruments. And that was like their thing. They are never going to play their instruments. Yeah. Big rule. Never play the instruments. Yes. Actually, it's pretty smart. I think that that is a smooth way. But the thing is, if you're not going to play instruments, then you should not be. Um, agreeing to playing gigs. Yeah, and they end up agreeing to the Demon Seeds, which is a far <laughs> worse name than the Tongues or the Exits, in my opinion. Who, yeah, who, uh, whose band is that? That's Do you the- think that's Jason's band? Oh, God. Do you think it's Desiree's band? Oh, I could see her being, like, the head singer, lead singer for the Demon oh, Seeds. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um... She do be like have great hair for like headbanging. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So they cancel. So Feeney's like, oh sorry guys. He literally like announces it by using Sharpie to like cross them off of a poster, which like Feeney, what are you doing? Um that's what the like microphone announcement things are for. Um Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a cassette tape though. Yeah. Jojo Man and Brother B on cassette. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. So of course immediately the girls volunteer Corey and Sean's band. Um, yep. And Corey has no choice but to make up the name The Exits on the... Which is a good name. Yeah, it is a good name, yeah. especially on the fly. He was, yeah, he was looking at, like, different signs and ultimately landed on The Exits. It was very good. I like how um, how Sean comes up to Corey and Corey is like, 
oh, the exits, they hire the exits, and Sean's like, oh, like, they're great. And he's like, uh, what do you say? Like, oh, we're, we're the, exits. the exits. We're the exits. And he's like, oh, they're not so yeah, good. Yeah, they're not as good. Yeah. They're not good. Yeah. <laughs> is it out of the realm of, like, fake names? Isn't it in Sex in the City when someone makes up the name, like, George Glass? Is that Charlotte? Bitch, that's the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Brady Bunch, George Glass, it's Jan's boyfriend, right? Yo! Yes, it's Brady Bunch. What is it? Doesn't Charlotte make up a name in, I don't, I don't, in Sex and City? I don't, anyway, the I point is, know. I was curious what you thought, like, is George Glass better than, like, the exits? In terms of, like, no. an on-the-fly name that you have no, to come up with. The, ex- the exits is better. I do think so, too. But it's easier to come yeah. up with a band name, I think, than a human name. I don't know. I mean, there's billions of names. I don't know why she chose George. I think George she was looking glass. at a glass when she said it. Yeah, no, that's what she was doing. Um, she was looking at glass. But, yeah, so now the boys are screwed because they are in a band and no one knows how to play an instrument. Maybe they should have at least gotten, yeah. like, one member who knows how to play. And yeah. so they're like really screwed because immediately the two guys ditch them. They're like, nope, not doing this. We're outskis. Yeah. I mean, the one guy was a poser, but literally a poser. Yes. And the Thor, other right? guy. His name was. Yeah. Thor was a poser. Um, um, And then the other guy, no name. All he did was like whip his hair back and forth and like stick his tongue out. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yes. And yeah, so So now they bounce. They're like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, now they're really freaking screwed. Um, and so now we're back at like the Matthews residence and, uh, Alan has all his like tongues fellow members over. Yeah. And dude, one of this guy, one of these guys is, um, Mickey... Dolenz, who is a monkeys member. Yeah, the guy that was really good, that like Yeah, Norm. Yeah, with the mm-hmm. long hair. And he comes back later. I remember him later me on too. in other episodes. He so. he cracked me up the most because he was talking about how he puts fat free stickers on brownies for his wife. And I <laughs> thought that I mean that's kind of mean, but it's also like very funny. And mm-hmm. I, I loved this whole scene because they're all just talking about like how old they are and like no one wants any beers. Yeah. Someone wants like juice. <laughs> Yeah, they're like old, old duddies now. I mean, yeah. this is the equivalent to me bitching to Drew how I steam mopped for too long and got a blister <laughs> yes. on my thumb. Like, this is what happens when you become an old fuddy-duddy. Yeah, you get excited so, about making purchases like a steam mop yeah. or like a mixer or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, Amy offers them, like, beverages and Alan's like... You know, oh, they my my bros want brewskis. brewskis, but then, but then it's like then they all ask for something different: mineral water, diet iced tea, and this motherfucker is like, make me a carrot juice. Who the like fuck? That? First of all, who has a juicer? Second of all, who just has carrots ready to be juiced in their house? That's a big ask, man. Like yeah. that's a big ask. He's like, is it too much of an inconvenience yes. to make me fresh squeezed carrot juice? The answer is yes, it is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Do you think that Alan and Amy have the money for a juicer? Excuse me. They have to fix their own sink. Get a life, dude. Ridiculous. It was a bit ridiculous of an ask. Like, just ask for water or the beer is fine. I mean, maybe they're not drinkers, but... Then they water. all are like, oh. See, I mean, the the iced tea, What everyone gets iced tea. Iced tea's fine. Iced tea is Why fine. do you need a mineral water, dude? Tap is fine. Yeah, get over yourself. Um, 
And so then they're like, oh, well, yeah. So then Sean and Corey leave and Alan knows what's up. Alan is like, you've had a band for two days. There's no way you know any songs at this point. Um, (laughs) And they all that's when all the guys start to like, you know, they all go get their guitars and they're all like, "Okay, well, let's like we should play together. And turns out it's Alan who can't keep up with the rest of them. Because like you said, that one guy was like freaking so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was embarrassing for Alan. He realized, like, you know, he, I mean, when they were performing, I didn't think it was that bad. But on my second watch, I realized that he was, like, a little bit slower. He was behind. Words, yeah. A little bit, but not significantly, but enough for him to make him feel like shit about himself and then kick out all of his friends. <laughs> Alan and handled like, oh, let's very poorly. It's oh, yeah, He's like, let's upset. do this next week. And he's like, let's not. Yeah, see you later. And he's like, yeah. he's obviously upset. He, like, he talks to Amy and he's like, oh, I was so much better when I was younger. And she's like, I have something to tell you. Like, you were never very good. And he's like, yeah. oh, you said my music is what attracted you <laughs> to me. And she's like, yeah, I lied. <laughs> I lied, but it was really the whole package. Like, you look so cute. And you yeah. had your little guitar. And, and you had, like, your little fringe jacket. Yeah. Like, it was the whole package. It was so, very cute, and I loved the the. I love how this ends up mirroring and kind of paralleling with yeah, like Corey's I do storyline. Their sex life is something that I aspire to have. <laughs> yeah. And like, at what point? Like, obviously, when you're in a long term relationship, the sex comes and goes. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. We all know that. But it's like, what do they do to like kick it back into gear? I would like to know. Inquiring minds would like to know. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so now we're at we're at the dance, and uh, they Corey has like hired a couple of guys to like play for them. But then the good they guys find out the audition. Yes, and they find out that this gig doesn't pay, and they have a paying gig at Rodney's Oyster House. So that's where they're going. Yeah. Um, and then Turner pulls like a kind of shitty move on them, but it was very funny. Where they're like, "We can't go on." You know, we wanted certain type of meats. That we don't have. They had a very strict writer. Yes. uh, Just like our friend Chappelle. And they did not get what they wanted. (laughs) So they weren't going to perform. And Turner's like, okay, great. Yeah, no worries. And then he ends up announcing them anyway. Um, Yeah. Did you notice when when Corey and Sean went up on stage, one of the guys that was right in the front row was originally in the band? And I'm like, dude, like, you know what you're in for. Why are you cheering so loudly? (laughs) Because he knows how big this is going to blow and he's just happy he's not up there. He's like, look at these losers. They're going to have like <laughs> a terrible time. It was this is going to be a good funny. show. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed that too. Yeah. And so like. But Topanga was right there. Topanga was right there. And right Corey does the whole like, are you ready to rock? Are you ready to roll? Are you ready to rock and roll? Like getting them all hyped. Yeah, they did a great job hyping the audience. Yeah, except so they were hyped for they had that. trash. And then they're like, okay, bye. Sonia, Sonia, Banana, yeah. Fana, Fafonia. Yeah, yeah. The girls did not like the name game. So at first they were refusing to sing. And then eventually they're like, we got to do something. Yeah. And then they did like they did the name game. Um, After everybody in the school left, they're like, you know, being sad about um about their big flop and like Feeney comes up to them and they think that they're going to teach them a lesson but Feeney just laughs at them yeah that was a very funny moment I thought because like instead we don't necessarily need 
Feeny. We don't need Feeny teaching the lesson. They know the lesson. They like mm-hmm. we have Corey literally saying what the lesson is. And then we have Turner <laughs> yeah. who comes up and is like, if you don't show up to class on Monday, like I totally get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's like, ah, yeah, I feel for you guys. Mm-hmm. And then Miss Topanga, Miss Perfect Topanga, yeah. in all of her glo- glory, comes up to her and, like, she was, like, hang, um, hung back even though her date went to the Oyster House. And Topanga says, like, I enjoyed watching you. I didn't think it was that bad. And he's like, I sucked. Like, what do you mean? She was like, well, I like, I like the whole package. And we, yeah. So parallel story to Amy and Alan. And so then Corey's like, oh, well, do you want to dance? And they put on Feeny's cassette tape and it's like Rastafarian music and Feeny, Feeny, Bobini. And I love the way this ended because you'd think like in a modern show, maybe they would have made this like a super romantic moment or something and maybe they'd kiss. Yeah. But I thought it was such a funny ending having it be like this like Feeny song that is just so silly and they're just like laughing yeah. together because that is. Yeah, like, that was so cute. That was, was like their like, stuff. Like they laugh together. They love being together. Yeah. It's not about like the chase, you know. I know. And I can like totally see that like with like my significant other like putting on a tape and, like, hearing, like, this, like, silly music and Feeny and be like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like, this is – and, like, the fact that he was, like, this totally happened at, like, the Sandals Resort in, um in like, Jamaica. Yes. And, like, it was, like, last spring break and Feeny got this little cassette tape. Yeah. Um, I loved that moment, too. Yeah, there's too. more to Feeny than, uh, than you'd think. Oh, Feeny's oh a, yeah. Yeah, Feeny's a partier. A mysterious man. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then we get the after credit scene, which was kind of silly, where Alan's, oh. like, trying to pawn his guitar off on Corey. <laughs> we need to find another word for after credits, because they're technically not after the credits. Um, last scene? I don't know. It's We're going to have to figure out a good word for that, because, um, truthfully, I saw on, um on somebody else's reviews that they it's a, it's a long story but somebody bashed another podcaster for using the word after credits when it's oh technically not after credits get over so it like, people i don't know <laughs> what it would be called it's just kind of like the end ending pre-credits scene, i guess ending scene let's call it it's an the ending, ending scene. scene and alan yeah. is trying to give Corey his guitar but of course like they're playing this like hot potato game where neither one of them want yeah. it eric walks yeah. in and of course they're like he's like amazing at this guitar but like doesn't really want it and i'm just thinking like if he was this good at guitar, he would have already been using it to pick up chicks. Mm. That's the easiest thing in the books to pretend like to play. Well, I mean, we obviously saw here, but yeah, yeah. he would have used Eric uses anything. Exactly. Everything. Any excuse he can use. Yeah, he will use it to get a girl. Um, but yeah, that, I thought it was cute. I think overall, like, I really liked this episode. Like I said, like, maybe I would pick the ne- the next one over this one just because I think it's like a more, this one I think is funnier, but the next one I think mm-hmm. is more iconic in terms of like moving the plot forward and kind of moving the story forward. Um, right. but this one was still so good. It was so funny. Yeah. And the fashion, we'll get to it later. So many good outfits yeah. in this episode. I It Incredible. really wasn't an, like an embarrassment. What is it? Embarrassment of riches? Of riches. Yeah. Exactly. So many good yep. options. I was so jealous. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got so many good options to choose from. Boop, boop, boop. Yep, I um, did. But yeah, so going into our next episode, season two, episode nine, Fear Strikes Out. Um, We're talking hey. seven minutes in heaven. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. November 18th, oh, 1994. God. Thought you would want to know. <laughs> I, I was wondering. Oh, I wonder when this aired. <laughs> yeah, you were, you're like, hmm. I can't count seven days from the last one of air these date. People, one of these people were born on November 18th, 1994, and they're happy that we just said their birthday. Oh, happy birthday to whomever you are um uh-huh on that date anyway so we're in the cafeteria and Corey and sean are talking about seven minutes in heaven and Corey is doing lip ups to prepare himself yep yep they are both prepping for this big makeout party um and so yeah sean is talking strategy in the closet you know you have seven minutes you got to best utilize your time Corey's doing his lip ups Eric is like really being a jerk. He is the worst in this episode. Eric, yeah, he's really, really like psyching Corey out, like about the about kissing, about making out, about being in the closet. Um, I feel like we're in like season one Eric territory again. Like I feel like we've regressed. Because he's, like, such a fucking jerk in this episode. Well, that's the thing with older siblings. Because one day you can be cool and the next minute, like, the older sibling just wants to nag and rag on you. So I think it's believable. No, I'm not saying it's not. It's definitely believable. It's just Mm -hmm. more like, I don't know. Like, I feel like we got on Eric's case a lot in season one for this. And it's kind Mm -hmm. of like. I mean, I get why he does it. Well, I don't really get why he does. It's just kind of mean. It's because Corey's annoying because he's. But he wasn't even doing anything. He literally was having a conversation with his friends. He exists. That's the point. As an older sibling, if your younger sibling is alive, that's the problem. They're annoying because they exist. Yeah, because they exist. But yeah, so like Eric's being a real dick, and ooh, now we get to get into conversation about Mr. Turner and the new Mm. teacher. Yes, Miss Thompson, Miss Tompkins. Yeah, Miss Tompkins. And so Mr. Turner sees an attractive woman walk into the cafeteria and he's like, um, he like immediately acts like like a schoolboy with Feeney and he's like, who's that? Who's that? (laughs) Yes. Uh, She's the new teacher in the social studies department. He asks Feeney if he did the hiring and it's like, no, duh, Feeney did the hiring. Feeney only, he... Feeny, well, no, Feeny only hires hot women. It's a fact. Yes. And I love how he gives Feeny like an attaboy for hiring her. And yeah, yeah, I just think it's like so funny because he like acts like such a kid. And then he's like, Feeny's like, oh, I frown upon, you know, fraternizing (laughs) between teachers. And he's like, oh, good. So it's not a policy. It's a facial expression. Yeah, yeah. Feeny was definitely like really hoping that Miss Tompkins would like Mr. Feeney. He was very disappointed at the fact that, like, you know, that Mr. Turner was interested in her because you totally know that he wanted to go after Miss Tompkins. Absolutely. And he's also, like, first of all, he he acts like he is all against it and everything, but then later, fucking Gossip Queen Fiend. Oh, yeah. Like, just all this up in the his most- business. Yeah, this that later on scene was the most like gossip queen fiend that we've ever at seen. At least him. outright, right? We've always in the known act. it. We've been new. Yes. And yet mm-hmm. now is just the time yeah. that it is being revealed. Caught in the act. Yes. High gossip needs to know all the info. Yes. 
um, hilarious. Yeah, and then we get more of Eric and Corey and Eric basically being like, oh, it's too late for you to learn how to make out and you ate the beanie weenie casserole, so. I don't get this. I don't know why we're getting into beanie weenie. I don't even know what that means. Beanie weenie casserole. I, think, I don't know what He's beanie weenie is. talking to him are. about gas. I don't know what happened. I don't know how we got here at this part of the scene. I don't know I think either. That, I think we, I think we we had a moment and we were like, this would be funny, but this was not funny. And it was very confusing. Yeah. And it's like, it's annoying because instead of trying to help Corey, which I understand he's an older sibling, but instead of trying to like help Corey at all, he makes it 20 times worse for poor Corey. And we get to the point. Why does he want to help? What's, What's in it for Eric? I'm saying he doesn't have to Corey. help Corey, but he's making it worse. He's, you know what I mean? Like, you don't have because to actively funny. make it worse. Yeah, that's true. And, like, true. we get to the party and Corey's, like, super nervous. I love the line of, very, what if I yeah. sneeze in her mouth and pop along? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Corey is just freaked out at all of what could go wrong. Yeah. Because that's, you know, because he got psyched out. Like, you know, if there's braces, that could be a problem. If there's gas or bad breath, that could be a problem. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that could go wrong. Um, Topanga's there, which is, like, cool. And then, like, this is when the coupling up happens. Right. So, apparently what happens at this party is there's a boy bag and a girl bag. You pick one name out of the bag that's a boy, one that's a girl, and then these two people go in the closet. Right. And they have seven minutes in there to make out. And Sean yeah. and Melanie get picked. And when Sean comes out, he like somehow has changed shirts. He's very like giggly. He <laughs> wanted to spend more time in there. I mean, we already knew yeah. that like Sean was kind of like a ladies man um, and really like following in like Eric's footsteps. Um, whereas Corey is the more anxious one. He is also not like. He hasn't matured in that way as quickly as Sean. He was always a little bit behind in terms of like liking girls and being interested in, you know, yeah. being attracted to anybody and on and on. And so obviously it's tough for Corey because he doesn't have anybody who's feeling the same way he is, at least not that he knows about. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I like Sean's quote, Corey, the closet is your friend. Yes. And of course, immediately after that, Corey and Topanga get picked. To go in. I think this is rigged. I think that they, these are pre-chosen couples. Interesting. I think that this whole thing is rigged. And I think it's just very convenient that Corey gets called with Topanga. I bet the other girls were like, um, he doesn't look like a good kisser. Make sure you pick like someone other than me. You know what I mean? Like a couple of the yeah, girls got I in think, there. Yeah. And, yeah. It, totally rigged. Totally rigged. So they're in the closet. It's very dark. Um. Topanga turns on the light and then it's very bright. Yeah, it's too so. bright to make out now. And Topanga's basically like, we don't have to do anything that you like don't want to do. Oh, we love a consensual queen. Yes. I uh, love everything about beautiful. Topanga in this episode. Oh, yeah. And basically, I felt bad for her because then Corey says like, oh, I'm just trying to survive this, which doesn't really, it makes mm-hmm. Topanga feel bad because it makes it seem like it's yeah. her when it's not. And then mm-hmm. she tells him that like, girls talk, which makes him even oh, yeah. more panicked. <laughs> Girl, I mean, girls do talk, to be honest with you. Yeah. They talk. Of they course talk. they do. I mean, guys talk too. Like, everybody talks, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. going to get around. And um, Topanga is like, here's the thing. I found it a little strange that 
we because we just had the episode not long ago where everybody thinks that Corey and Topanga had sex because they were overnight right. in the, the video room or whatever, right? And then Topanga here offers to tell people that they made out, which I thought was kind of strange because like she was so, I mean, and obviously making out and having sex are like very different, you know, very different ends of the spectrum. However, yeah. like I feel like season one Topanga would have been more like, we shouldn't lie. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You know what I mean? Like, right, I felt exactly. like it's, I do. I think that too. It's a big shift but to have her suddenly I, I, offer to lie. Yeah. I also think that there's a big shift in Topanga because she's hanging out with all of these like mystery girls and she's kind of like the head of the Queen girls Bee, yeah. in a way. Like, the girls are following her, which is very interesting. Who are these girls? Like, yeah, I, which is so funny because in the first episode that we watched um, with, like, Sonia and the other girl, mm-hmm. Topanga was like, who are you? And it's like, yes. that was such a funny line. And it's like, to me, to these girls, like, who are you? Like, who are you? Like, I've never seen these girls before. And they're apparently, like, her new BFF. So I think that Topanga got a new crop of friends. She's not pulling a Jen Lindy she like or whatever Jen's last name mm. is and she's like hey guys like I um have a new a new group of people and they're like making me less hippie-ish yeah she's so. definitely become more like average teen girl at this point but still yeah. the same like nice has morals Topanga but like yeah. she's willing to lie for Corey. Um, she calls Corey a nice guy, and obviously like Corey doesn't mm-hmm. want to be known as nice. Right. Um, and then Topanga offers up like, "Oh well, we need to get to be good at something. You have to practice. Why don't we practice?" And of course, just as they go to kiss, the door opens up. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it. Yeah, Corey never ends up making out with anybody, and everybody knows it. Like it's immediately like everybody knows it. And it's all over the school and you have Topanga saying just because he doesn't kiss, doesn't kiss me doesn't mean he's a creep. He's a really nice boy, which is the worst yeah. thing. It's the last thing I yeah. want to hear. You don't want to be called a really nice boy. Yeah. That's not good. Um, he, you know, Corey already had a bad night because like, you know, his mom wanted to know about the party. His dad wanted to know about, know about the party. Yes. And ultimately, he tells Eric that there's nothing to tell about the party. And... Eric's already making fun of him. So to go to school the next day and the whole entire school is laughing at him. Yeah. And calling him lipless. Oh, like, yeah. Harley says, I, I cried because I had no shoes until I got met a guy who had no lips. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It seems like everybody knows. Even Mr. Turner knows. Like, and <laughs> it's, it is awful. Like, he's known as the guy who's, like, too afraid to kiss somebody. And... You feel for Corey here because, like, he feels like he's behind everybody else. Yeah, I feel bad for him. But also, um, you know, if it it's like there's no shame to not have your first kiss in seventh grade. Like a lot of I don't think that I had my first real kiss until I was in 10th grade. But mm-hmm. like the fact that the entire school is talking about it, that's what's like the sucky. Thing yeah, it's it. way worse as a result of that. Um, and yeah. then we have the scene where Feeney's having lunch with Miss Tompkins. Um, yes. Of course, she asks Feeney for the deets on Mr. Turner. And uh, Feeney's like lying yeah. to keep them apart. But it like ultimately like very much backfires on him because <laughs> mm-hmm. she's even more yeah. interested in him. 
Yeah, would you say you're the safe and sane type or a dangerous rebel loner? Yeah, I thought that was very um, funny. But I think nowadays, like, I don't know, is anybody looking for a dangerous rebel loner? Like, that's certainly not my thing. <laughs> yeah, the loner is not very um, appealing. The dangerous is not no. very appealing. No, give me, give me, a, no. give me a boring, uh, safe guy who wants to, like, sit on the couch and watch TV. Yeah, but Mrs. Tompkins is, like, in her 20s, no. so she's still in, like, I need to date a bunch of fuckboys. Yeah, she's like, um, he has a Harley? Count me in, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. You got a second she, helmet for like, that? Oh, what? <laughs> yep, I'm sure he does in the sea of the Harley. Yes. Um. So, so yeah, she's all excited, and Feeney's like, oh, shit, like, he knew he fucked up, and, of course, he missed his shot with Miss Tompkins. Um, Thirsty Fiend. <laughs> Thirsty Fiend. <laughs> Um, yeah, and Corey, Corey's upset. He goes home and he's basically telling his parents, like, I'm never going back to school. They're preoccupied with Morgan and the fact that her paste cup got stolen. Yeah. It's not the first time she's had any storyline, like, at all. Yeah. Morgan, the last episode I read was the first episode that she wasn't in. Yeah. And this, like, even in this episode, she has, like, one line. I feel like they used her so much more in season one. I'm not hating the lack of Morgan. Um, it's fine. I thought actually, I, miss her. I thought that this was like a really good way to use her, right? Like put her in a silly scene. She's talking about a paste cup. We don't need like a ton from her. Um, I thought it, I thought this was a good spot for her. Give her a little bit more, I think. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. Um, but Corey's upset and he says, I'm a gooba and it's so bad. I had to invent a word for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is tough to be a boo, a boo-gua. A gooba. A gooba. Yeah, I wrote A B O O G W A H. Yeah, I I set myself up for failure. Um, and of course, in when in the retelling of the story, Amy and Alan both noticed that Eric's name's coming up a whole lot. Um, yep. So he's I love this part of the episode where Eric comes in and he's and Alan's like, "Oh, don't worry, Eric, you're not in trouble. Just tell me what you said to him." <laughs> perfect setup. What an what an easy trap to fall into, Eric. You're an idiot. Mm, yes oh my gosh so he admits that he was just messing just messing with Corey just for some fun and they were like yeah you want to have some fun now you won't be able to go on any dates until like Corey's ready to go out again yeah how about that and Eric's like oh I thought you said I wasn't in trouble and then Alan I'm just I was just messing with your head yeah (laughs) I love that so Eric convinces Corey to get back out there and go on a no-pressure date. Mm-hmm. So he brings Corey and Topanga and a girl to the poetry club. Yes. I love and, this scene. And this is this yeah. whole scene, the whole thing with the, and especially the end the end scene um, and this at the poetry reading. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so memorable to me because I remember these mm. scenes being like a big thing where we get um, Frankie reading a poem. And yes. he's like, oh, I don't do it for the fame. <laughs> um, which I loved and uh, then we have like this really cute conversation between Corey and Topanga and they both kind of admit like listen like I was nervous too like Topanga admits like I was nervous like girls don't know what they're doing either I feel like she could have said yeah. that in the moment and like that maybe would have calmed Corey down a bit I think so I think so yeah that could have like put them back on like a more even playing ground, yeah because but- she says like oh well you know girls talk well that's only gonna make things worse like I feel like in the moment if she's like listen it's fine. I'm nervous too. Like, don't worry about it. Maybe that would have helped it a bit more. But at least she says I think it here. So. 
Yeah. Um, my biggest issue with this scene is that Corey asks her if she wants a cappuccino, and then instead of paying for the cappuccino, he goes and tries to find seats, which he didn't even do. Then she pays for two <laughs> cappuccinos and then finds the seats for them. It's like, Corey, like, you're not doing anything here. My issue is, in seventh grade, why are they drinking cappuccinos? <laughs> I don't know. It was too much. It's like, like, it's like why is Topanga buying the coffee here, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's fair. And then yeah. the sexy poem starts. And people oh, yeah, are making out everywhere, poem. making out everywhere. Nibbles. And it's yeah. nibble, nibble, nibble. <laughs> it was nibble so home. comfortable for me yeah. to watch the nibble. Oh, nibble. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some uh, dim lights, some everyone's making out. Um, it, this was very intentional by Eric to bring him here, right? I think here's the thing. OK, here's the thing. If you don't have this guy reading this poem, is it really that like? sexually charged if you i think there's a bunch of guys like this dude reading sexy poems i mean obviously we see the same guy coming back in the end scene right but like Mm. i feel like if you just went to a normal poetry reading realistically they could be talking about anything right they could be talking about traumatic experiences they could be talking they could be doing like spoken word it's like super intense right like you don't necessarily have sexy poems every time i i don't know like i think stereotypically like you have like the bongos and the lights going down Mm. and it's an intimate space like i think that you do come here to make out i i don't i kind of see where you're going and i do i don't disagree because Eric right his whole thing was I need to get Corey back out there because until he dates I can't date and so if this is what he should have done all along really because it made it put Corey at ease because he thought it was like a no pressure situation and then it that ended up relaxing him enough where like him and Topanga you know kissed and so I think like yeah if we're thinking of Eric being like a little bit more manipulative then he knows that this is going to lead to, like, kissing, right? Like, he knows that this is going to be a romantic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought this was funny. I loved this whole scene. And then <laughs> this is the, the next scene is so funny, where we have Feeney and Turner eating lunch. And Feeney just wants, like, all the details. He says, give me the skinny. <laughs> give me the skinny. Um, yeah, he's just being, he's like, I want during the day, like, and like, you know, Turner's playing it cool. And he's like, no, I'm not going to tell you. And then Mrs. Tompkins, Miss Tompkins says, hey, guy. And he goes, hey, cat. And yeah. then he's like, I, I like her. Yeah, they, they're like, they, it's, it's obvious they have another date because she says something about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I like her. Yeah, he's so cute. Like, I, I thought this was yeah, cute. And adorable. then, of course, in the end scene, we have Corey and Topanga, Eric and his date, Sean and his date, Turner and uh, Miss Tompkins, Alan and Amy and Feeney, and that older woman who we saw from a different episode are all together. Um, well, not all together, but they're all at the place, which I was kind yeah. of like, I don't know. I don't know that I want to want to. First of all, I'm not someone who'd make out in public anyway, but I certainly want to want to make out in the same like venue where my parents as like your parents and my your teachers, teacher, your principal. Yes. Your brother. Yeah. Your best friend. I think it's a bit much. It's a little much. It's a little much. Too many people. Yeah. But a lot of nibbling. And know. yeah. A lot of nibbling. Not a nibbling. And I thought it was cute. Yeah. I, I liked the end scene. I thought it was great. But yeah, mm. I agree. Like 
I think if you're looking for like a funny episode, you go for Band on the Run. And I think if you're looking for like um, best hits of like Corey and Topanga and like the building of their relationship, I think this is a more important episode for building that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I was just in the mood for a good laugh today. Um, I think both are great. And just wanted the whole... uh, the whole moment of uh, Corey and Sean, like on the stage, just like fucking up. Like I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that was very good. I thought that was funny yeah. too. I love, I love Corey and Sean together. They're always funny. I do too. So we have an email from our friend Cody Patterson. Great. Um, so band on the run. He has a hashtag shit nineties fun fact for us, uh, which we love. So thank you so much. Mr. Feeney said he was going to play the stylings of Jojo Man and Brother B. The singer Jojo came out with a song in March 2020 called Man. Unfortunately, there was no Brother B. Oh, I want to know where I can see Jojo Man and Brother B. And more importantly, I really, really want a vacation to any tropical location. I'd like a vacation literally anywhere. <laughs> um, I want to go to Mexico, Mexico really badly. Yeah. Yeah. Question, did you know anyone in a band when you were in high school? Also, since this took place before Facebook, how did Alan track down his old bandmates? Uh, the penny saver. Yeah, <laughs> I like to imagine he probably just had their phone numbers. I mean, back in the yeah. day, right? Like, everybody has their own landlines. Um, yeah, like, yeah, probably, probably. Or, like, he works, if they're all local, he works at a grocery store. So maybe he just, like, well, sees, he sees them, them once in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So in regards to the, the band question, when I was in high school, actually the guy I dated was in a band. Oh, so. you dated a guy in a band? I, what instrument? He was like, well, it was more like a, like a heavy metal thing. And he was like the lead singer guy. Oh, whoa there, Misty. Yes. Did that attract you to him? Uh, I don't think that was, I mean, I suppose it wasn't like. The thing, it wasn't like the reason I was attracted to him, if that makes sense. Like, it wasn't like I went to like his show and I was like, oh my God, he's in a band. It was just like, that was just one of the things. I mean, I kind of like, I don't know. I guess people are attracted to artists in their own way, right? Like writers or musicians or creators in any regard. But, um, no, I'm. You know what I'm attracted to? What? I'm attracted to a man and a big like stump and somebody chopping wood that's what i'm attracted to i don't want to watch somebody play an instrument i want to see somebody chop wood it reminds me of that like a gif of um gif of captain america like ripping the log in half no i I want an axe and i want um like some sort of so a lumberjack yeah i want a lumberjack okay that's what you're saying so you're basically describing a lumberjack I think that that's what I want. Okay, fair. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I that's think the talent. I guess. Like, I, I, I don't really know. I, I don't, it's hard for me to say. I don't think I'm like attracted to like. Oh, there's a guy doing X, Y, Z. How attractive! Like, mm-hmm. for me, yeah. it's very personality based. Like, a hundred percent personality based. What about or beards? Um, actually, that's not a talent though. It could be a talent. Some men can't grow beards. <laughs> fair. I uh, like a good beard. Yeah. I really love a beard. Yeah. Yeah. What about like the Harley? Like, would you be interested no. in the Harley? No, because yeah, I don't want dangerous. my significant other to die. 
Right. Yeah. Very dangerous. Yeah. Not for me. Not for me. Um, no, no, nothing about driving any type of vehicle does it for me. I guess like chopping wood, mm-hmm. but like, so. Yeah, chopping wood. Like, that's fine. It, it's the fact that they have the axe and can command the wood. I think of, if we're going to like pick one thing, I think like the guitar, I think is probably one of the more, like the instruments that like if someone knows how to play guitar. Oh, if I have to shoot somebody that plays an instrument. Okay. It's a guitar, uh, I think, right? Like that's the one. Also, I know this has this has come singer. up elsewhere, maybe, not on the podcast. Maybe it's come but up on the podcast. What? You're going to spill all over tea? No, I'm just trying to remember where it's come up. It's definitely come up elsewhere, but I don't know if I've brought it up on the podcast that like I am very attracted to like beatboxing. <laughs> I've never heard you say that before <laughs> in my life. Okay, so it doesn't come what? up here before. Yeah, something about beatboxing. I just find like fascinating. Also, magicians. Like I really love okay. people who could do magic. <laughs> Not sexy, Jessica. <laughs> yes, it this is, is the sleight of hand. Sleight of hand is very attractive because you're like, how they do it? It's mystery. It's not, I don't want mysteries. A little bit of mystery nice. I mean, you know oh what it is? Goodness. That's what it is. Because I'm usually attracted to guys that are really quiet. Because hi, I'm not. And like opposites attract, right? So I've always been attracted to guys who have like been on the quieter side, and you kind of like have to pull a little bit of their personality out of their shell, right? Something about like magicians are very like mysterious, and like how did they mm-hmm. do it? And beatboxing, I don't know why. It's just like what they do with their mouth, I guess. <laughs> but it makes you sense. You know, that's like the opposite of what I find attractive, actually. Well, if I, I'm sorry. I would not want to date anybody who beatboxed. Why not? It's talent. It's, it's Do you remember? Can I tell you where it started? Do you remember where? the guy that was on, American Idol, and he used no. to like sing and be – it was very early on. Like I didn't watch a lot of no. American Idol, so I know it was within the first couple of seasons. And he, like, sang and beatboxed, like, at the same time. And I was fascinated. Okay. No, I don't remember. Okay, you know what? If you're out there, this is going to be, like, the same thing with the freaking Kool-Aid jammer tops and the retainers. If you're out there and you're attracted to people who beatbox and or magicians. Hold on. I'm going to put up a poll. Oh, good God. No, no one is going to answer yes to this. No, it's going to be, what are you more attracted to? Like, a man chopping wood or a man beatboxing and pulling magic tricks? I can already tell you you're going to win this poll. Like, no. Then let me win. Let me win, Jessica. Let me have it. You can have this one win, I guess. Thank you. Anyway, moving on. One win, as if. Come on. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Cody. Fear strikes out. Hashtag shit 90s fun fact. According to WikiHow, which outlines the official rules for seven minutes in heaven, you are allowed to do whatever you choose in seven minutes. I know there were fucking which, rules for this game. <laughs> which includes talk privately. Apparently, Topanga read the rules before going to the party because that's exactly what they did for the entire seven minutes. I mean, it should all be consensual anyway, right? So, like... Jessica, if you were in a closet for seven minutes, would you waste time talking? There's plenty of people that can have full sex in seven minutes. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but. <laughs> oh, my God. As we all know, I was way too dorky to ever be invited to a party that had seven minutes in heaven. Yeah, we were we were invited to the nerd party. All my friends were girls. Like, and we weren't attracted yeah. to one another. So. No. Yeah. Um, anyway. But uh, that hypothetically, you would want to spend your seven minutes talking. If I was in seventh grade and I didn't know the person that I was stuck in the closet with, yes. Okay. So, uh, um, 
Cody continues. Also, a goobois is in the Urban Dictionary. Oh my gosh. And we got a spelling. A-G-U-B-U-A. A goobois. Oh, if it's wrong then. That's okay. Yeah. I just spelt it phonetically. Question. I got a question. Not me, Cody. Okay. Corey and Sean were invited to the party and it looks like all the kill, uh, all the cool kids were there. Did Corey get invited because he now has street cred mm. from Missy's party? Um, I think that everybody, the entire seventh grade was invited to this party because Alvin was there. I agree. And Alvin's one of the mini minkuses. So I think that it was a free-for-all. I think so, too. I think they needed a lot yeah. of options for seven minutes. And yeah. Yeah. Say that there's, like, 200 kids in the class and, like, 70 kids show up to this party. Then that means that's only 35 matches. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Yep. What's 35 times seven? How long is this party? I don't know. That's a lot. Imagine being there the entire time and being called last 245 minutes divided by 60. This is a four-hour party. It's actually pretty standard for a party. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty standard. Four-hour okay. party, seven minutes, but you have to wait for three hours and 53 minutes for your name to be called. It's a long party <laughs> of not being called. Also, by then, you're probably, like, filled up on, like, snacks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but then you're like, okay, obviously, I'm paired up with this kid. Let's save the last 14 minutes of the party and let's just go. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, Jessica, let's move on to Fashion Hour. Ooh. Thank you, Cody, for yes, your Yes, thank you, Cody. Your shit and these fun facts. Um, the... Fashion Hour Awards. We have two awards. Um, the first being the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit. As we mentioned before, we had a plethora of outfit options. So very lucky for these two episodes. Um, especially episode uh, eight was a, was really good in the outfit mm-hmm. department. So first up, we have Topanga in episode seven wearing this is when she comes up to Corey and Sean is like you're in a band like everyone's talking about it and then she's like who are you (laughs) um so she is wearing this like short um mini like pleated mini skirt a chambray jean um button-up shirt and a the doily dress has been repurposed and made into a doily uh, vest. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wearing like a red undershirt. Her hair it has a nice a nice like bumpet in it, and some like waves and like some sort of clip. So she's looking pretty cute. What do you think about this outfit? I like this outfit. I think like. There's a lot happening with it, right? Like, I think we'd see a little bit more of a simplified version nowadays. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about the pattern on this skirt, to be honest. But Yeah, it's a very small floral pattern where you can't really decipher what's there. I like the rest of it, though. Especially, I mean, everything about Topanga's hair is just, like, goals. We love her hair. I love her hair. I think she looks great, though. And I like how her style is evolving to, like, still having the doily, but just involved in a much more, (laughs) a much smaller part of the outfit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Next up, um, we have one of the girls that is a groupie. Not Sonia, the other girl, who I don't think has a name. So, this is when she volunteered Corey and Sean in episode 7 to uh, play at the 7th grade dance. 
this outfit is a stunner of uh, of sorts. So she's wearing like a little hot pink schoolgirl skirt. So it's like one of the it's like tight and then it pleats out. Mm-hmm. She's wearing like this tied in the front shirt that has like neon it's black it has like all these shapes it's like neon colors she's wearing a hot pink beanie and then she's wearing um some doc martin boots and some high white socks and i mean like this is just like an outfit to remember yeah this is like you there's no missing this outfit um, that skirt we I would have never been allowed to wear to school because it does not pass like the fingertip rule. Um, Mm-mm. but I love how the skirt matches the hat. Um, perfectly. Yeah, the shirt is like kind of looks like little like hand drawn bacteria's almost. Oh yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love that it's like a very bold outfit, and I, you know, I love a Doc Martin boot with like a skirt. I think it's a cute look. Um, this hat reminds me of the bucket hat days. It's not a bucket hat, but it, it's like shades of a bucket hat. And I did have a hat mm-hmm. just like this, like a navy winter hat that looked like this. Um, it's felt. I think. Yeah. Yep. I like it. It looks good. Next up, we have Topanga, still an episode. A wearing a this is her um school dance outfit so she's wearing a black I think velvet skirt and then she's wearing this overcoat that is like bedazzled and beaded and it has like this like big lapel collar it has like a triangle front it's buttoned up she's wearing a white shirt um and like her hair is like you know kind of like it was before it's big it has like a bump it, it's curled at the ends, it's like half up, half down, shoulder pads for days. What do you think about this outfit? This jacket reminds me of like a circus conductor jacket, but just in like a navy color. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not I in a bad way, but just like, you know, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like this being like a school dance outfit because it's not just your typical like mini dress, right? Mm-hmm. Like I like that there's a jacket component. I think this skirt actually is really, really like a good piece to have in your collection because it's just like a back black pleated mini skirt. So you could pair that with almost yeah. anything. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. I don't mind this as much as I thought I might because like I'm usually not into the big shoulder pad thing, but I think think that it's actually a really like cohesive outfit um and is she wearing is she wearing combat boots with it trying to see like it's hard to tell in the photo it's honestly hard to tell but i think that she is wearing some sort of ankle boot. it's some type of ankle boot which i also really Mm -hmm. i really like as like a a shoe for this outfit um tough competition here like i think all three outfits have have good pieces about them i think i'm going to i think i'm gonna go with the last outfit honestly I think it's great. Like, I think that, like, the shoulder pads really make that look and the bedazzled aspects mm-hmm. of it. Like, I think it's think great. She be- Do you think that she bedazzled it herself? Uh, maybe her mom bedazzled it. Yeah, maybe they did it together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next up it is the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award. So this is the most timeless outfit. Um, my first nomination, I was originally going to count these two as two separate outfits, but they are so similar that I'm just going to slap them together for fun. Um, and this is Alan Matthews in episode eight's version. He is wearing a white Henley shirt in up 
episode nine's option or version, he's wearing a navy Henley shirt. In both versions, he's wearing a gold watch and lights, uh, some light jeans, and then um, some high top Converse sneakers. And you know that this is really like a Converse sneaker because it has the Converse logo. Yeah. So this. This, this, they're not getting some pay less version of the shoe. They have sprung up for a, a real converse. Yeah, they were definitely sponsored here because he has his yep. foot like on the coffee table, like very obviously showing off that logo. <laughs> yes. I love this look for Alan. It's very like casual dad. And then you add in the converse and he immediately loses like 10 years off of his life. Like he just yeah. de-ages. He, he oh, youngifies, yeah, yeah. if you will. Do you? Yeah, do you like the navy shirt or the white shirt? I think shirt I like the better? white shirt. I think it's a yeah, clean, the very clean look. He looks like he should be in like a Calvin Klein ad kind of. Um especially yes. when he's holding the guitar. No, I love Alan. Yes. I think he has like this is a very good look for Alan. He's very cash. We see him a lot in like his business attire. Um so I love any chance we get to see Alan in a more casual look. I do too. Next up, we have Corey, and this was an um, Fear Strikes Out at the uh, poetry reading. And he is wearing a white shirt, um, kind of looks like a Henley as well. Mm-hmm. And then under that, he is wearing like a, just a pullover red sweater that I feel like literally every man in the universe has like this sweatshirt or yeah. sweater. Or a version of it. Um, and some jeans. I just think that it's something that you can totally just see anybody wear. Yeah. No, this is a very typical, like, manly masculine outfit, I guess. I mean, even, like, a woman, honestly. Like, anybody could really have this type of sweater. Um, yeah. Maybe it's slightly more baggy than it would be outside of the 90s. Um, but, no, you're right. Like, you could see somebody wearing this exact outfit and not look twice at it. Because it's very just... Typical, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, casual, with maybe a darker wash jean if we're going more modern. Um, yes. Yeah, I like Corey's season two outfits. Um, we're getting out. We're too. getting outside of the like three blocks of color, a lot of purple. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's much. He's looking a little bit more his age, more teenagery. I think. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that um, his wardrobe definitely stepped up the season. Yeah. And then finally, I have this beautiful ensemble that Sean is wearing. And I would say that this is timeless because it is like David Rose from Schitt's Creek <laughs> has entered has entered the party. He said, this is my artwork. Mwah, 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 mwah. Oh, my God. I will bestow my outfits onto young Sean. So Sean is wearing a, like, wine colored turtleneck black pants but the thing that makes this outfit outstanding is this overcoat that he's wearing and I don't even know how I can describe this besides it is black it is white it has texture to it that is like see-through and there is squiggles vertical squiggles and I've never seen a shirt like this before, but I only want to see shirts like this from now on. Outstanding, gorgeous, beautiful. And tell me that this does not remind you of David. It does, mainly because it's like black and white and it's interesting to look at. Because that's what a David Rose 
piece is. It's black and white yes. and it's interesting to look at. I think the only yes. thing that pulls that away, pulls me out of it, is because he has like a red shirt underneath. I think if it's David no, Rose. I, like the, I, li- I personally like the red shirt. I think if it's David Rose, it's a black or a white undershirt. I don't think it's a red one. Um, personally, I do not like this overcoat at oh, all. Oh, no. I don't like it. No, it's so I it. much. It's I am not someone who wears like loud particularly loud clothing I mean I'll wear like patterns and stuff mostly in dresses um but I just to me this is a very loud shirt and also I don't know I don't know how I feel about Sean in like a miniature turtleneck um which is what this red shirt is I don't know I don't know how I feel about it I think it's interesting to look at it's certainly something that's new I mean I think if we're looking between Corey and Sean I think obviously Sean has the more interesting wardrobe he usually chooses these like almost like Hawaiian shirt type of shirts to go over top of long sleeve shirts a lot of the time um but if we're going most timeless I I mean I think it's interesting do I think it's very timeless? I mean, if this would certainly catch my eye if someone was wearing it nowadays. But I think that the most classic timeless outfit is Alan's outfit of a Henley jeans and Converse. And I mean, it's not as mm-hmm. boring as some of them can be because I think the Converse mm-hmm. really do make the outfit for me. Yeah. Also, do you see this little like honorable mention I he- I have of Topanga's yes. outfit? I love this little outfit. It's a black sweater turtleneck. Tucked into like this little blue skirt and some like chunky blue socks on the bottom. Yeah, I love so this cute. outfit for her. I love a chunky sock with a skirt. I think like this needs to come back as a thing if it's not already. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so there's cute. nothing cuter than like a little bit of a longer sock with like a shorter skirt. Um, yeah. No, I think that this was like, I think you had so many options to choose from for these two I episodes. Did. Like the Very fashion lucky. was on point for these two episodes. Um, I loved it. Yeah. So yeah, so we had another point for Topanga and Alan. Topanga for Rachel Green Award and uh, Alan for Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness. Yep, 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 yep. This was these were two great episodes. I'm really yeah, I'd be good. interested I'm to happy. hear any like feedback from any listeners on like what they think of our new format. I'm really enjoying doing two episodes. I think it allows us to stop down on it it allows us to like maybe spend more time on like more significant storylines and kind of like speed through stuff that isn't exactly as necessary. I'm just I really and I also really like having the two to kind of compare against each other I just think like I don't know I'm really enjoying this format I really and I really loved these two episodes so I think we're kind Mm -hmm. of getting I feel like and disagree if you if you think differently but like I think we're now finally getting into like this is what I remember Boy Meets World to be like season one was fun Mm -hmm. but it was also a lot more like juvenile and I think now we're getting into the topics that interest us more than than maybe season one had to offer yeah I mean not for nothing, though. We did have a great time covering Of course. One. Of course. No, so. we're, I mean, we're going to have fun no matter what. But I do think that mm-hmm. this is the stuff that I remember more. Is, is yeah. This, this no, season. I agree. I do agree with you. Um. Yeah, this was great. I, I'm really enjoying this. We're obviously still going to continue next week um, with the same format. So we'll be talking season two, episodes 10 and 11. Um, and then obviously more Dawson's Creek. We just finished season one. So now is like the perfect time. If you want to binge and catch up with us for season two, we're going to be doing our season one wrap up, um, this week for Dawson's Creek, um, a shorter season. So obviously we kind of sped through it a little bit quicker. Uh, we finished up our Mary Kate and Ashley March. 
March is, I mean, not over yet, but by the time you listen to this, it will be. Um, Hmm. Coming up into April, Sarah, what do we have going on for April? So we have um, coming up currently is Passover until April 4th. So happy Passover to all who observes. So we are having Sasha come on and we are covering Rugrats Passover episode which um, is a great episode, very informative. Mm-hmm. I'm really ex- looking forward to talking to Sasha about it. And, of course, having Sasha on since she's so fabulous. Yes, very excited um, for that, especially because we did cover the Hanukkah episode of Rugrats. And I remember the Passover episode much more than the the Hanukkah one. I do, too. So I'm yeah. very, very excited for that. Yeah. And then aside from that, we have something um boy meets world related as a bonus episode in the future yeah it's in the works right now we're still we don't want to announce anything yet because it, we're still working on it but um that'll be coming up as well in april that's i'm really really excited for that too so yeah that's gonna be a fun one yes so more exciting things to come from us here um obviously community building is still going on we are up to debate 109 so we're on episode nine of season one there uh with josh and i it's it's been a lot of fun i'm really really enjoying that podcast as well yeah i I mean, I think, you know, I've been following along. I listen, you record on Saturdays mm-hmm. and the, if you're a patron of Post Show Recaps, they release the episode the same day for you. So I listen typically on Saturdays as well, mm-hmm. um, typically doing the dishes or doing something, doing some housework. So it's always fun um, listening to you guys and listening to all of your guests because you have a new guest on every week. Yeah, that's that's a big thing about the podcast is we love bringing in different fans, either whether you're a huge fan of community or like you're a new fan to community. Um, it's been really fun having on different guests every week and just like getting to pick people's brain about the show. Um, it's been a really, so really fun part. Who do you have coming on this coming Saturday? I don't know if I recall. That one is still TBD. Uh, we have someone in the works, but we'll, we'll announce closer to the end of the week just All to right. get things in, uh, cemented a little bit more. But my, Sounds the guests we have coming up are like, so I mean, everybody's awesome. Oh, I'm like very excited though. Cause we have like a lot of really fun bragging. guests. Scheduled. She's bragging. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that's what we have. That's what we have going on. Obviously, social media as always at shit 90s pod on Twitter, Instagram, if you want to send in a long form email, which we always appreciate uh, shit 90s pod at gmail.com. Five star reviews, ratings, subscribe, all of that, you know, normal spiel that we give you guys. Um, also, by the time this comes or by the time we're recording our next podcast, Easter will already be over, right? So happy Easter to all those to celebrate. Is that right? Do I have the date right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Double checking. Easter is on uh, this coming Sunday. What is time anymore? Um, I know. So yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Wait, no, this comes out on Thursday. Easter's coming. Yeah, Easter's coming up. But by the time we record the next one, Easter will already be over. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. So happy Easter to everybody who observes. We hope you guys have a right. uh, happy Passover, happy Easter, holiday season again. Um, and yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that Rugrats pod coming out with Sasha. We're, we're super excited for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think that's everything we've got, right? I didn't miss anything. No, that's it. Bye guys. Bye everybody. Have a good one. Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.